Hey everybody listening, this is episode number 21 of the Teriyaki Time Podcast. On the docket, I got a whole lot this week, but a couple of the main points. Will Smith and Chris Rock at the Oscars, what the fuck happened there? A new movie dropped with Mel Gibson and uh, Mark Wahlberg, two icon livings. A little bit of sports talk, the NCAA, March Madness is over now. Golf is back in session at the Masters. We got four things to talk about on the comedy scene and two on group therapy. Let's get to the motherfucking show. Howdy, partner. How you doing this week? I hope your face is feeling fine. I hope you haven't been smacked upside the head for joking about a man's wife. I don't know why I'm doing a southern accent. It's Saturday, April 9th, and it is about noontime. I'm coming at you live. This is Terry D. I am your host of the Teriyaki Time Podcast. And I just want to say, what's up, everybody? How you doing? Um, I'm trying to get more fan interaction here. I, sh- I don't like the word fan, but uh, I'm trying to get more listener interaction here. I don't know who the hell is listening to this podcast besides my um, close friends. So if you're not one of my close friends, I guess, you're still my friend for listening to this. Thank you for listening to this. <laughs> I want to say first and foremost. But yeah, I have, I do have an email. Uh, I got social medias. You can DM me. You can uh, email me. Um, if you got anything you want to know about me, anything you want to ask, you know, hit that email. I love, I love hearing from people. I want to hear from people about the show, who's listening, what you think of it, uh, how you think it could be better, or um, just any criticism at all. You know. Tell me uh, whatever. I'm doing good. Tell me I'm doing bad. I just want to know who the hell is listening because I was checking out my Anchor uh, platform here, how I distribute the podcast, how you're listening to it. A majority of the listeners are in New Hampshire, but there are also quite a few listeners that are not in New Hampshire. Boston, Cambridge, Watertown, Dorchester which I was surprised by. There's also people in New York, uh, Texas, Utah, Washington, Virginia, Connecticut, New Jersey, that have all checked out the teriyaki time, and I have no fucking clue how they did it, uh, how they've heard it, or what they think of it. There's also someone in Germany, uh, Hess, H-E-S-S-E, that might be someone trying to steal my information on the internet. Uh, shout out you, you German. I'm about to take this balloon to the fucking neck and that's it. So, uh, with all that rambling and dambling being said, if you're listening to this podcast and you want to get in touch with me, there's a lot of ways you can do it. If you check the episode descriptions on uh, wherever I post this, 
uh, reach out to the podcast. Uh, if you got a question, I'll read it on the air. I want this to be more of a uh, a listener experience to a more interactive experience. Uh, if you know what I mean. Homosexual? So, enough of that. Thank you for listening. This is episode number 21 of the Teriyaki Time Podcast. And we're moving right along to Will Smith and Jada, because you know what this is? We're not going to forget this week. It's the docket, motherfucker. There we go. I lost where all of my soundboard... uh, items are now that i've added so many i need to reorganize them because we got gems like that on there mixed in with so who is gay that and now we also have a little bit of bill burr on here we're not actually going to play bill burr because then i might get copyright infringement i probably won't at all i just respect bill burr too much but we will play sam jack shut the fuck up fat man this ain't none of your goddamn business yeah, I need to reorganize the soundboard. Long story short there. You might hear my chair squeaking too, because I'm in my room. I need a WD-40 that bitch up. But I haven't done it yet. I got newspaper to do it. I just don't really want to bring my chair outside. I'll have to open up my room here. Open up my windows in my room and just spray that hoe down. What? Activate the super soaker and spray that hoe down. <laughs> Shut up, bitch! What the hell am I saying? I'm a little bit baked. Onward, Will Smith and Chris Rock. Did you see what happened? So, uh, real quick, also, before we get into that, because this topic was a a big part of last week's episode. Thank you one last time to the homies for coming on uh, for movie night, uh, teriyaki time movie night. I'll talk about that more in a little bit, but I'm not going to do a breakdown of the slap. I'm sure everybody has heard and seen the slap. So what? I slap bad. And by now, if you don't know, to the basic story, Jada Pinkett Smith has a bald head because uh, she has alopecia. And Chris Rock makes a joke saying that she is the next star of G.I. Jane 2 or something like that. Uh, I should play the video. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? (laughs) (laughs) It's Jawaza. That was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh Uh-oh. Richard. So now Will Smith is getting up out of his seat. After watching this about like five times, ten times, uh, you notice Chris Rock calls Will Smith Richard, I think. Or he's just about to say something about Richard. I don't know. Uh-oh. Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, it just looks fake when I watch it. Because the way Chris Rock is like leaning his face forward, it's definitely not fake. But it looks like it could be out of a movie. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Nick's name out your fucking mouth. Wow, dude. 
Yes. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I'm going to, okay? <laughs> what the fuck is happening? It's like Will Smith is acting at the Oscars. It's a performative thing to do right there. So, this happened, uh, oh boy, oh boy, um, two weeks ago now. So this is old news, but I'm talking about this because last week I had friends on, so I didn't really get to break it down like this. I said I wasn't going to break it down, but now I am because I'm a content who uh, doesn't that make you gay why are you gay so because more juicy information has come out about this shit uh now jada yeah okay here it is yeah so jada pinkett smith wishes will smith hadn't hit chris rock so that's just more fuel to the fire because people are trying to defend will smith and now jada's like nah he shouldn't even have slapped him in the first place straight <laughs> yeah. uh, and I saw this interesting video the other day now, too. Just to put a magnifying glass on how dysfunctional Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith's relationship is. I don't know how long ago this Instagram video was, but on Jada's Instagram, she basically starts recording Will Smith without his permission inside of their house. Um, which, on one hand, you know, it's... Their, it is their relationship it's their lives but you can't i don't know you gotta you gotta make sure someone's cool with recording them before you just start recording them i'll just play the clip here it speaks for itself it speaks volumes you know Esther perel is coming to the table she's gonna be at the red table would you say she has been instrumental in you and i redefining our relationship i would say don't just start filming me Without asking me oh my goodness. if you could film Astaire, me. Astaire, come help us again, please. I'm still dealing with foolishness. Don't. No, nah, no, nah, she, yeah, because she don't just. Would you say. <laughs> See, now Will Smith sounds like Chris Rock. He's like, oh, I could. He's like, oh, no, no, nah, don't, 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 don't. With foolishness. Don't. No, nah, no, nah, she, yeah, because she don't just. <laughs> he can't even formulate words because he knows he's on camera. And he doesn't want to say the wrong thing. Jada Smith, Jada Pinkett, she's got Will Smith in handcuffs right now. Like, you better record this fucking video, all right? Now go home and get your fucking shine box. I'm still dealing with foolishness. Don't. I'm still dealing with foolishness. Hold on. Who's being the fool here? Nah, nah, she, yeah, because she don't just... Would you say that she helped us heal the hurts that we caused between one another? My social media presence is my bread and butter, okay? So you can't just use me for social media and not, you know, don't just start rolling. I'm standing in my house. Don't just start rolling. Don't Please watch a stare at the red table because she's helped us a lot. Can't you tell? Like, what the fuck? That bitch is crazy. Crazy bitch. Like, why, if you're having a, an argument like that, if you're two celebrities, why are you going to post that on the fucking internet? And like, oh yeah, because she's a crazy Lesbian? fucking, oh wait, see that's accident, that's, that's soundboard mismanagement, shut up bitch, that's what I wanted to play, she's a crazy bitch, shut up bitch, 
So there's another video I'm going to play real quick. There's uh, Will Smith back in 1991 when he was on Arsenio Hall. Now, I feel like a fucking... I feel like this shouldn't even have to be played, but Will Smith, he I feel like he used to be uh, a more down-to-earth person, a more understanding person. This uh, video shows a little bit of it here. He's making fun of a bald guy. Do that in this world, man. You can't do that in this world, man. Arsenio, they got rules. They got rules. Like, he has a rule. The bass player, he got a rule. He got to wax his head every morning. That's a rule. Oh my god, they slow it down. So it's it's a different it's a different scenario. You know, he's making fun of a dude who is bald, so a woman, her appearance is everything for her. I kinda get that that whole point, but people change. Hollywood changes you, I guess. Uh Scientology changes you. I'm gonna not talk so much shit about that because I don't of of any if there's any group that I actually might fear, it's not the woke mob. It's probably Scientologists. Yes. But yeah, Will Smith. He he's got a show now for stand-up comedians. I'm gonna Google this real quick. So he's got a show called The Joka, J O K A. That's gonna oh it already debuted last month on Roku. And I'm pretty sure he was a stand-up comedian uh, to start his career, or early in his career. So, I don't know. I hope I, when I'm older, I can have more of a... You get wiser, you get a different perspective, your view on life changes, I guess, but it seems pretty askewed, pretty screwed up, pretty jacked up, if you ask me. I like jokes. I like making people laugh. I like laughing. And speaking of which, what Chris Rock said on the scale of things really wasn't that terrible when you think of like other hosts of award shows, like Ricky Gervais in 2020 at the Golden Globes. Now I got this queued up here. Oh Jesus, turn that fucking down. The name of this episode is Watching Clips. Oh yeah, I fuck with that saxophone. That makes me want to light up a cigar, pour up a little whiskey on the rocks. Hello. Hello. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Ricky. I'm Ricky Gervais. Hello, and welcome to the 77th Annual Golden Globe Awards, live from the Beverly Hilton Hotel here in Los Angeles. I'm Ricky Gervais. Thank you. Um... Why do British people say, instead of TH, they say F? Thank. Thank you. I just think. I don't think they say that one, but. You'll be pleased to know this is the last time I'm hosting these awards, so I don't care anymore. Um, I'm joking. (laughs) I never did. Um, (laughs) So let's go out with a bang. Let's have a laugh at your expense, shall we? (laughs) Remember. They're just jokes. We're all going to die soon, and there's no sequel. So... <laughs> so I bet half of the audience, their assholes are, like, clenching up right now. Like, no, no, no. Stop him. Get him off stage right now. Don't do that. I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. Ricky's about to lay into him. 
so Chris Rock, he's definitely a little bit more uh, worried about his future in Hollywood than Ricky Gervais, I guess you could say. Uh, because of the way he reacted. Or maybe he was just so stunned he didn't know what to do because he wasn't expected to be smacked on a live stage. But, uh, yeah. Martin Scorsese, the greatest living director, made the news for his controversial comments about the Marvel franchise. He said they're not real cinema and uh, they remind him of theme parks. I agree. Although I don't know what he's doing hanging around theme parks. He's not big enough to go on the rides, is he? It's tiny. Right. The Irishman was amazing. It was amazing. Um, that, it was. My fact, my, it was great. Uh, long, but amazing. Um, it wasn't the only epic movie. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, nearly three hours long, Leonardo DiCaprio attended the premiere, and by the end, his date was too old for him. So, <laughs> even Prince Andrew's like, come on, Leo, mate, you know. You're nearly 50, son. Um, <laughs> the world got to see James Corden as a fat pussy. <laughs> he was also in the movie Cats, but no one saw that. Um, <laughs> and the reviews, oh, shocking. I saw one that said, this is the worst thing to happen to cats since dogs, right? <laughs> but Dame Judi Dench defended the film, saying it was the role she was born to play, because she... I can't do this next joke. <laughs> because she loves nothing better than plonking herself down on the carpet, lifting her leg and licking her own minge. <laughs> it takes him a second. It takes him a little bit there to get warmed up. If you haven't seen that, it's Ricky Gervais at the 2020 Golden Globes. Definitely check that out on YouTube. That's a a good 10-minute watch there. By the end of the awards, he's just bitter because <laughs> he doesn't want to do it anymore, and he knows he's not going to be invited back, which is great. Just uh, you got to respect that when someone's on stage and they just have the ability to not care and still uh, deliver. Stand and deliver. I'm a bottom feeder. So Twitter was a great place. Oh, a great place to be after all of this happened here. Everybody giving their opinions. Uh, it was kind of like the wild, wild west of Twitter. It was like back in the day uh, where people were just being funny, getting off memes uh, that were probably a little bit uh, you know, harsh. But uh, that's what the internet is for. It's to put uh, fucked up shit on you know, for people to laugh at it or people to go, oh my god, it's lit. Straight up. Next topic on the docket, moving forward. So Channel 5 did a merch drop, and uh, it was on St. Patrick's Day. They went into Boston, Massachusetts. Shout out, shout out. And the video is pretty fucking funny. What up, man? What up, dude, I was telling my friend yesterday, you look exactly like him. Like who? Like Andrew. You know, dude, you're Andrew. You yeah, yes, I am. Hi. <laughs> How do you feel about St. Patrick's Day? Uh, it's rocks. Love it. I mean, there's just so many people, and there's so many sweats going around, and it's so stinky. But yeah, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
He's like, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it sucks. Oh, I gotta hear that back one more time. How do you feel about St. Patrick's Day? Ah, uh, it's rocks. Love it. I mean, there's just so many people, and there's so many sweats going around, and it's so stinky. But yeah, it sucks. <laughs> 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 Five seconds later, he flip-flops. <laughs> sweatshirt? I would love a sweatshirt. That sweatshirt looks nasty, actually. I like a nice orange hoodie. It's not too bright. A little burnt orange. You're fucking Italian! I'm fucking Irish! We don't adopt Italians! Shout out IRA. No one's free till all six counties are free, you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about Ireland. <laughs> Shout out the IRA. That dude is fucking great. Italians. Shout out IRA. No one's free till all six counties are free. You hear me? You hear me? Yeah, guy. You hear me? <laughs> Peyton Pritchard is the baddest motherfucker on the planet. He's taking the seas to the promised land. If Tom Brady wants... <laughs> I respect it. I respect it. If Tom Brady wants to suck my dick, he can suck my dick. Um... Hold on. Hold on. Oh, this is a great representation of the city of Boston and Massachusetts as a whole. Just the youth. What we aspire to be as a society. Stupid. I'm not going to let you get the chance. I love Boston. I wish I could have been there for this. Yankees, Boston fucking Red Sox. Here we fucking go. Fuck Kaylin and fuck fucking Red Alright, this is where I'm going to stop the video because it's basically just a, a drunk girl complaining about uh, someone who cheated on her or uh, her friend who wanted to sleep with her ex or something. Just good old drunk sloppiness. So, uh, yeah, check out Channel 5. A lot of their videos are fucking funny. And they just dropped some merch. Um, speaking of merch, I don't have any merch. So, uh, moving on. Next topic <laughs> on the docket. Uh, people lying on the internet. Um, if you're looking to go down a YouTube rabbit hole, there's a good channel on YouTube called Sunny V2. Uh, they got over a million subscribers. I don't know what the picture is, the AVI. It's like of a an old like Alexander Hamilton looking motherfucker. All of his videos are uh, basically like breaking down people on the internet. I was down a like rabbit hole watching like five or six of these videos. They're not too long, easily digestible. And I'm kind of, uh, I don't know, I wouldn't say taking notes, but I would say I'm uh, like watching why these people are fucked up. It seems like most of them are just kind of um, seeking attention, which, um, you know, that's what the internet does. Once you get a little bit of attention, I guess, you kind of become addicted to it and you start doing things for that attention, which sounds kind of... Um, Lesbian? To me. You know what I'm saying? So who is, why should someone be gay? Do you want to talk about Pakistan? <laughs> uh, yeah, but check out this guy's feed. Uh, you might recognize some people. Uh, it's not all like, uh, 
stories of failure too. Like some of these are um, like why people succeeded. Like one of the really good ones I watched was about uh, this dude on YouTube, Linus Tech Tips. Um, basically talking about how he started as uh, someone making videos for a company and then grew into like a huge like self um, a huge like business in himself basically he became his own brand because he became so popular I hope that made sense I'm fucking lit right now boys and girls I need some water Um, I might break down one of those uh, Sunny V2 videos if I really have uh, one that interests me or if I'm looking for shit to talk about. But this has been a pretty busy week. I'm a little bit behind here um, because I was hanging out with the boys. Um, it's nice to record with friends, but then I don't want to waste... Or not waste, I shouldn't say waste. I don't want to talk about everything I have on the docket that week. Because I I like these solo episodes where I can kind of break it down myself. I haven't done this one in almost in two weeks now, so I'm kind of getting back into the flow of things. But um, some of the stuff on the docket is time sensitive. You know, you want to be relevant when you're talking about this shit. Which is why I try to post one of these every motherfucking week for you guys out there who are hearing this in your earlobes. Yeah! You don't hear with your earlobes. Shut up, bitch! What? So, I saw a trailer for a movie when I was watching The Final Four. Now, do you like Mark Wahlberg and Mel Gibson? If you do, you're going to love Father Stew. Let's play the trailer. Hey everyone, I'm Mark Wahlberg. I am so excited to share with you the trailer for my new movie, Father Stew. I found his story to be so inspiring that I knew I had to find a way to bring it to the big screen. Why was this story so inspiring for Mark, for Mark Wahlberg? He's like, yeah, I was so inspired that I had to make my own line of restaurants called Wahlburgers. Father Stew, thank you. Here's the trailer to Father Stew. figured it out. Yeah, seventh time's a charm. I'm being actor. Oh, God. You don't belong with those L.A. folks. They're a bunch of fascist hippies. What brings you here? And I figured no better place to be discovered than the supermarket. Hey, did I see you on a television series? You do movies? You don't work in the entertainment industry at all? No, man. <laughs> just, <laughs> he's working at a deli just asking people if they work. In the entertainment industry. What the fuck is this? What? Uh, it, he's got almost a mullet, and uh, Mark Wahlberg does, and he's got a, a sexy ass stash. Homosexual? You don't know you're fussing with this truck? I'm a son. I'm just borrowing it. I reckon it's a few months worth of cleanups on aisle four to pay off a deal. Oh, shit. Mel Gibson is Mark Wahlberg's dad? What? This truck? I'm a son. I'm just borrowing it. I reckon it's a few months worth of cleanups on aisle four to pay off a DUI income. What can I get for you, miss? I got beef. I can see that. Hey! Oh, shit. When he's working at the deli counter, he sees a thick Latina? Uh-oh. Why should someone be gay? 
Let's not waste either of our time. I'm a Catholic. Well, ain't that what confession's for? You can't date someone who isn't baptized. I thought you was going to say Hispanic. Where's okay. <laughs> I thought you was going to say I can't date someone who isn't baptized. I thought you was going to say Hispanic. Where's the water? I'll do it now. I know I'm not what you used to. But not what you deserve either. Life's going to give you a gut full of reasons to be angry. You only need one to be grateful. Oh. All right. They're giving you the whole movie in the trailer. I love when they do this. There's no need to see this movie unless you want to watch, like, <laughs> just Mark Wahlberg act <laughs> like a badass. <laughs> so Mark Wahlberg starts as a boxer who goes to L.A. to become a movie star, meets a thick Latina who says the only way I'm going to give you this pussy is if you become a Catholic. He gets on a motorcycle and then gets into a crash. I think oh, yeah. I saw something that you were saving, but it's up to you to decide what you've got to offer. Oh, so he, he became a Catholic before the motorcycle crash. Important note there. God. God finds a way, guys. It's the place you told me you believed in me. I thought it makes sense being back here to do this. Your son is about to make a huge mistake. Well, I'm going to be a priest. For Halloween. Oh, my God. And now, instead of being an actor, Mark Wahlberg's going to become a priest. Hey, Mama, I'm going to be a priest. Do you want to see Mark Wahlberg be a priest, guys, in Father Stew? Come on. Get the gang together. Get to the movie theater. Sit down, recline, get some popcorn, a little sody pop. Throw on Father Stew. I'm praying for you, Bill. Don't you dare. You're violating my rights. There's a man going around taking names. We've all been wrong, and we've all done some wrong. But he came to forgive us. Everybody won't be treated all the same. There is no easy way to deliver this news. You have a progressive muscle disorder. The muscles weaken until they cease to function. Is there anything it doesn't mess with? Yeah, erectile function. I'm trying to be a priest, pal. The wise men will bow down before the three. Wow. This is so is there any reason does he die? Is that the only reason to watch the movie? <laughs> Just to see him die at the end? Okay, he has a degenerative muscle failure disease. What the fuck is going on? Father Stu! Oh no, I want no Why? At his feet, they'll cast their golden crown. Men don't lose when he gets knocked down. But when he won't get up. Baby. There is concern amongst the diocese that your infirmity will render you unable to be a priest. Listen to the words long written down. What you guys get one phone call a week in here? Who you gonna call, huh? When no one else gives a shit what you got to say, God does. When the man comes around, he ain't giving up on you. Don't you dare go giving up on yourself. Hear the trumpets, hear the piper. I'm about to cry. I can't take it anymore. Lesbian? This is such an emotional movie. I'm fighting for my life! I can't do it. 
I just can't do it. I couldn't even see this if I really wanted to, because I was I would tear up. Get your ass to church on time. Who are you here to visit, sir? Father Stu. You and everybody else. Oh, yeah, they just pray for an easy life. Let the string to endure a difficult one. Yeah, he's done. He's over. All right, it's probably based on a true story, ain't it? Well, you can't say I never gave you nothing. Yeah, I skipped over thanking you. Went straight to the source. April 15th, go out and see Father Stew with the family. Yeah, shout out if you're Catholic. Hey, I respect you. <laughs> oh my god, what is this movie? The only reason I would see this is to watch him get with the thick latina if he doesn't i mean whole movie is a waste of time in my opinion okay <laughs> see bb agrees with me <laughs> all right we're gonna talk a little bit about sports here our sports minute all right that's not the March Madness one shining moment, but congratulations to Kansas Jayhawks for winning the national championship. Four time tournament champions. Last one was in 2008. Uh, I actually like Kansas, not just because they won. I like them more than Kentucky. I think that they are a little bit um, cooler of a university. I really have no allegiances to either or. They beat UNC. Uh, after UNC beat Duke in the Final Four, first time that they ever played each other in the tournament. Uh, UNC and Duke are huge rivals if you don't know anything about college basketball. And it was Coach Mike Shashevsky's last game. Uh, I hope I pronounced that right. Everybody calls him Coach K. Yeah, Shashevsky starts with a K. It's silent somehow. Uh, and he lost... Uh, his last two games, actually, against uh, North Carolina. And some people think Coach K might actually come back because he said he's going to retire this year, and he's kind of been on a uh, a retirement tour, as you will, uh, to get a bunch of praise from every school, you know, as his last game, getting presents and shit. I don't know if that was his intention, but it's definitely taking away some of the attention from the players on the court, which is what the game is really about. It's the people playing the game. It's not really about the coaches. The coaches help and uh, definitely make up a part of the team, but the majority of what's going on, I mean, I believe, is the players. A-A-Ron! To this day! Yeah, shout out, uh, Kansas Jayhawks. I can't wait till March Madness next year already. It's such a, uh, a fun thing to watch, even if you're not affiliated with uh, any schools like me. I kind of just like local teams, and then I pick one or two uh, underdog, uh, underdogs or, uh, you know, one of my favorites, something like that. What's on right now this week, though, is uh, the Masters. While we're talking a little bit about golf, we're just going to play the Masters theme in the background here. It's so sweet. It's so gentle. Uh, usually I don't do this, but... Uh... 
Just a little subtle piano. If you don't know what the Masters is, I'm gonna put on my Jim Nance voice. This is gonna be a little bit of ASMR for everybody. <laughs> well, here in Augusta, Georgia, it's Saturday. We're watching Tiger tee off for the third round as he is even on the day. Let's actually take a live update. Let's look in at Tiger and see what he's doing right now. I could, um, let's pause the Masters music. Let me just do that because I think he might be in play. I'm going to pull up ESPN Plus and we're actually going to listen and see if my, um, if my impression of Jim Nance was kind of good. I don't know if Jim Nance is announcing this anymore. I knew he did CBS, but he might not do ESPN. Um, we got too many tabs open, and I'm recording. I'm about to fucking blow up my computer. We can close the Jayhawk tab. Tiger Woods right now. Oh, he he actually tees off at 1 p.m., and it's only 12.38 at the moment. We could still watch the Masters, though hear the announcers and see if I was close. Let me try to imitate some of these guys. It's some of the most serene commentary. They try to like whisper because the golf course is quiet, even though the announcer's booth is, you know, a half a mile away from where the golfer is. And as much as Minwoo Lee has scrambled today, Victor Hovland not taking advantage of some of the great tee shots he has hit. This is putting me to sleep trying to find commentary. We'll, we'll put that idea on pause because they are going to show Tiger at 1 o'clock, which is only in 20 minutes. I'll probably still be going at this point with the, the speed I'm rolling at now. But Tiger is actually plus 1 right now. He's top 20. The person in the lead is minus 8. So unless they have a bad day, uh, it's not looking good for Tiger. Scotty Scheffler? Uh, and he actually tees off at 250, so he tees off after Tiger. So maybe they could put a little bit of pressure on him, on Scheffler there. I'm rooting for Tiger, even though he's a habitual DUI. <laughs> uh, usually I don't do this, but... Uh... But speaking of all this golf, uh, I did go out golfing. Cue the Masters music again. I did go out golfing with some friends. Um up in one of the mountain ranges of New Hampshire and it was really fun had a good time it was cold and cloudy but uh, just getting out uh, getting outside uh, getting the swing motion down getting the first round of the year in it's always good a good golf swing is like it's like having sex without a condom it's like a good uh, usually I don't do this, but, uh... uh yes, and you had better deliver. <laughs> it just feels so right. It just feels so pure. <laughs> I still want that gas, yes. Oh, uh, that's creepy. That's fucking weird, dude. And lady! So, bail me out, please, Bill. That's the last I'll talk about golfing for a little bit there. But a good golf swing, it's hard to get down. And then once you do get it... It just it just feels right, you know. It's good, and then to see the ball go straight, it's such a good feeling. I've only had I'm, last season when I was playing, my shots would always uh, curve right. I don't know. I think that's uh, slicing it. I would always slice the ball. Yeah, because I'm a right-handed golfer too. 
Uh, I'm not really good at golf, but uh, I enjoy playing it. So I got a, like a, a used set of clubs here, a King Cobra club, which I always thought was a type of malt liquor, not uh, a golf club. But uh, after all this, you still moving on uh, to this subject on the docket. The next subject, I should talk into the microphone and not around it. Speaking of uh, horniness, I don't agree with the part about me being horny all hours of the day. Few hours in the day, yes, but not all hours of the day. I digress. I heard someone mentioning uh, Sofia Vergara. If you don't know who she is, she is a, a another beautiful Latina woman. That's uh, it, the name of this episode is Thick Latinas. Is that a trick question? I used to fan, fawn over this woman when I was younger. She's fine, fine, fine. Somebody suck that baby's dick. She's a smoke show. I'm thinking about doing smoke show of the week, but that's a little bit too misogynistic, isn't it? Don't you agree? Squat a little bit at the top, which allows him to use the ground and push up and create some more speed. Yeah, talk about Tiger Woods more. Maybe if I play the master's music, it won't sound as perverted when I talk about Sofia Vergara's big tits. Who? <laughs> <laughs> oh! Yeah, Smoke Show of the Week. There we go. I don't know why people were talking about her, but... Uh, I'm talking about her now. And this is the Masters. This is the Master Baiters section of the Teriyaki Time Podcast. If you got this far, congratulations. Homosexual. Thank you for listening. We're not done yet, but we're getting towards the end. We might throw an ad in right here. You stink, and I don't like you. And we're back. Last couple things on the docket to talk about here. Did you guys see the the interview with the little kid Hasbula? Uh, if you didn't see that, there's a thing uh, called Sunday Conversation. Not like the day Sunday. Uh, it's spelt like ice cream Sunday. Uh, and it gets released on Sundays the days and it's uh, produced by what barstool sports and it's got caleb presley as the host uh if you don't like barstool sports stuff i would still check this out they do a lot of fun interviews with celebrities they had a, a couple really funny ones with uh lil yachty and uh what's his face um kodak black and they've done a lot uh, a lot of people i think they did the the chain smokers that was a really good one too uh, it's an interview where Caleb, the host, or the the dude who's interviewing, he kind of like fucks with the guest a little bit. He asks them questions that um, might have like a double meaning, and then he takes it in the mean in in like a way that the um, the guest doesn't expect. You know, it kind of like sets him off off guard a little bit. Uh, it puts the the celebrity in a light that you don't always see them, which is pretty fun. You know, it's not a normal interview. It's an easier way to put it, more concise way to put it. You dumb mother. There's no need to, no need to censor fucker there. But I'm just clicking on shit. So you stink, and I don't like you. Check out the interview with Hezbollah. It's uh, Hezbollah is the little kid from uh, Dagestan, which I think is a part of Russia. I'm uneducated, if you can't tell. Stupid. So he did an interview with uh, that dude. 
for Sunday conversation. It's the first interview Hezbollah has ever done. It's, it's about a 15-minute thing to watch. Uh, it's funny because Hezbollah is a little person. He's got like some... It's not funny that he has the... He, that he is little. It's it's funny what he did. You know what? He's just a funny person. How about that? I'm not trying to get ourselves strung up on anything here. I don't really know exactly how to uh, describe this. You just really have to see it. So, and I'm sure many people have seen Hezbollah on online, but check out the interview he does because it's fucking hilarious. There's a little bit of a, uh, a language barrier there because there's a translator. But still, still definitely a fun watch. Speaking of funny things I saw on the internet, there was uh, a video of O.J. Simpson being woken up at like 1 o'clock in the morning. And I don't know why they were doing this, but there's a bunch of white girls doing this. Please don't fuck him. All right. All right, let's go. Is there any worse sound than that right there? And you're being woken up at one o'clock in the morning to this. All right. All right, let's go. Oh my god, turn it down. Jesus Christ, dude. OJ probably is sleeping with a knife under his pillow. And he's like, Hold on. I'm about to I'm about to do an act two here. Let's go. Come on. The kids, man. The kids. What is OJ doing? He's he's got probably six or seven people just coming over his house at one o'clock in the morning. He's probably got a roommate that fucked up. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to kick you out right now. Uh, this is probably the sound that greets you when you get to hell. Oh, my God, dude. That's synchronized. Like, ah, I, I want to. Oh, my. I want to puke. I want to puke. Um... Doesn't that make you gay? Pretty much, dude. Last, all right, that's it. I, I, you know, OJ, I feel for him in that situation, you know? I'm not going to. <laughs> uh, I got to clean up. I cleaned up my room. Now, I got to clean up my bathroom now. Um, I reorganized my room. I put my bed by my, my windowsill here. It's definitely a little bit better for me to move around. I feel like I have more space. I got to clean up my bathroom. My bathroom sink is dirty. Do you guys usually have a dirty bathroom sink? I got to clean that shit up. I got to clean that shit up. All right, we got to the bathroom sink. That was the last part. Uh, email me. Tell me how often you clean your bathrooms. Tell me how often you listen to this podcast. Tell me when you listen to this podcast. Tell me who you are. Uh, tell me where you are, and um, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, tell me uh, if you think anything I say makes sense, or if it is stupid. <laughs> or don't. Just keep listening. Either way, that's cool.
Shout out to the homies. Oh, I almost hit stop recording. That would have thrown a monkey wrench into our plans here. So that has been it for uh, the docket, baby. not on to comedy specials of the week but we're going to be talking about comedy for a little bit here (laughs) talking shop real quick note so last week's episode uh i want to do stuff like that more often often i think the t is silent and often i used to have people over my house a lot i think i mentioned this in the intro of last episode i used to have people over in the living room all the time uh, most weekends to watch movies and it's always a very chill vibe um, and that's kind of what I want that like episode uh, of like a movie night to be where we're kind of uh, you know just it's like three or four friends just chopping it up um, before you know we watch a movie which I think a lot of people can relate to um, I don't know what the fuck I'm trying to say here man I'm here to tell you right now we don't care. Yeah, I know, Stephen A. So, yeah, hopefully I uh, I could do more of those, and maybe I can get it uh, down a little bit more uh, concise where we're kind of talking about um, the movie that we're about to watch, or it's kind of like a discussion of uh, what movie we're going to watch where we're comparing what we should watch. But it doesn't have to be like a strictly like breakdown of a movie, you know? Um, I think that would be kind of cool. And maybe one day it could be its own thing, but uh, for now, in the amateur stages of where where I am, in my career, my stupid, this is all just a hobby at this point. Straight up! But we're trying to do something with it. So hopefully uh, I could do more of those and I'll just be putting them on uh, teriyaki time for now. And maybe uh, if I'm extra, you know, motivated, I'll do a movie night episode and a teriyaki time episode in the same week. So uh, keep your head on a swivel. I got to do more shit on uh, the interwebs here because I see a lot of comedians doing, they're doing more stuff on the internet. Like they're doing Patreon stuff. Uh, They're doing more uh, different shows, different ways to create revenue. I'm not trying to say I, I want revenue, but uh, it would be nice. You know, I got to think of a way uh, to be more uh, successful with this in the future because the ad dollars right now, I'll tell you, they're coming in by the waves. All right. We are coming and we are coming in waves. Yeah, so far I have made 59 cents off ad plays, which that's not the reason I'm doing this. I'm doing this to get practice and shit, but um, the way of the future for a lot of comedians are not only doing uh, like free podcasts like this, um, but it's also you know doing additional uh, content for something like a Patreon, where if people are really invested in the artist or comedian or whatever you want to call it, they have a way where they can, you know, donate or uh, contribute and continue to uh, try to make them succeed. But, uh, you know, I don't want to just take shit from people without giving them something 
Uh, that's good. So if I ever did like a Patreon, I think I would want at least like a video aspect or something. So we got we got work to do, but uh, it's good work that I want to do. It's just uh, wrapping my mind around it and getting to it. This should have been in group therapy, but I wouldn't have had enough time to uh, talk about it. Uh, <laughs> but we're here for it. So now actually moving on to the comedy stuff I wanted to talk about. Uh, last Murder House podcast that uh, we recorded last week. Hopefully that will be going up soon. That's also what I was talking about a little bit earlier there. I got to make a page for it. You know, create a feed where we can put that out, which isn't too hard. It's just doing it. Some people were actually mentioning, uh, because that house is a good place for a party, for a get-together, they were thinking about potentially hosting a, uh, a stand-up night there at Murder House, which would be pretty funny because nobody who actually, at this current time, nobody who wants to perform has performed before live. So it could be really, it's going to be really fun no matter what happens, but it could be really good or it could be a train wreck. <laughs> and either way, I would love to see it. Uh, I would, I think, Everybody has the potential to be really funny there. It's just, uh, you know, taking the time to study and trying to like work out, you know, five minutes, which doesn't sound like a lot of time, but I feel like once you get up on the stage, it, uh, yeah, it's a different, it's a different ball game. And, uh, speaking of trying to learn comedy, so laugh Boston is offering a class, uh, it's called laugh university. Now, I need to do some more research into this, but uh, it's basically like a comedy class where uh, you would get to learn from a comedian every week, two hours a week, uh, and you, you try to work out like a five-minute set. There's three levels to the classes. Uh, now, it sounds like a pyramid scheme. I'm trying to fucking sell it here. I'm trying to sell it to myself, but I think I actually want to do this because at the end of this class, uh, you're you're working towards a five-minute set that you will be performing somewhere. Um, now, if I can actually get a five-minute set down that I feel comfortable performing live somewhere, I feel like I could take that and I can build off that. That's a stepping stone where I could work towards open mics. Now, I could just go out and try it, but... I it's been it's already been what four five months of me doing this podcast and I haven't yet and I've talked about it I've beat around the bush so much and now I've seen this opportunity I've heard people who have been skeptical about comedy classes but I think at this point this is the best way for me to just jump into it I might not learn necessarily a whole lot but I don't know. I also have no idea. I could learn a ton. So that's why I'm just super interested in this because the description of um, of the classes says you don't just learn about joke writing. Uh, you learn about kind of the ins and outs of a club, like how to uh, basically how to like conduct yourself if you want to be a comedian or if you want to be in the comedy business, uh, like around uh, like club promoters or, or whatever, like club managers. I, I'm baked right now. I didn't I can't remember the fucking thing off the top of my head. I'm not going to read you the description. You can look it up Laugh University at Laugh Boston. 
So yeah, I think I I want to I want to try to do that. And um, speaking of a laugh, Boston, I am going there this Thursday night to see a man named Joe List. <laughs> I can't wait to see this guy. He's a um, a New England comedy legend. So Joe List began doing comedy in Boston, in Massachusetts. Wow, in Boston, in Massachusetts. I'm fucking. I'm. I can't even read. So Joe List started doing comedy in 2000 in Boston. Uh, and he's actually a sober dude. He's been sober since 2012. I'm pretty eager to see him. This dude is a, a comedy vet. I've seen him on a ton of podcasts. He's been on the road with Louis C.K. Uh, he's got a podcast with Mark Normand. If you haven't heard of that, uh, Tuesdays with Stories. It's a really good one. So I'm excited for that. I'm going down with a couple friends. Oh, and uh, speaking of Louis C.K., <laughs> uh fucking um fuck oh wait tiger is on let's check back in are in third rounds that is 24 shots better than next best tom weiskopf at 22 under oh here's tiger that's gonna be an adventure that's gonna be an adventure all right so it's they don't whisper so much in the beginning, I guess. It's only at serious parts of the course. Beginnings of the round, they're not as into it. They're still waking up. They just had their coffee, so they're amped up talking about it. Yeah, speaking of Louis C.K., I don't know where I heard this. Uh, probably on a podcast I was listening to or something. Shout out to whoever. I guess uh, Louis C.K. <laughs> and uh, Sarma Mel Melgalius? I don't know who the fuck this is. Let's just do a quick select search Google. Who the fuck is this? American Chef. Okay. Um, there were emails that came out where <laughs> they reveal Louis C.K. may have given her an STD. <laughs> and this email, I, I heard about it. I heard someone reading it. And it's based, it's funny as fuck. Oh, it was Bert. That's who. It was on Two Bears, One Cave. Um, so Louis C.K. responded. All right, let's just read it from the top. In a series of emails between the two in 2012, Louis C.K. pines for the chef, telling her in one March note that my brain has thoughts about you in it somewhere between 27 and 93 and a half. What the... What the... What the fuck does that mean? Is it, did they... Did they cut that sentence off, or is that... It's a weird way to flirt. Uh, the emails were part of a trove of documents provided to the Post that include sexual text messages between the two. Oh, God. But things turned slightly less romantic in one June when the funny man defends himself against having potentially passed along an STD to Malingus Melgalis. Mel... Melgalis. How the fuck do you say that last name the chef emailed him on june 17th regarding a previous email outburst stating that she was upset and freaked out louis ck responded hey i understand you're upset this is this kind of shit is tough uh i i never swore that i was clean i i told you i may or may not have given you this to you <laughs> what the fuck I, I fucking I, I could have given you could have given this to me <laughs> I'm sorry if I did if you gave it to me it's okay okay we gotta 
Let's read the full quote before we start making fun of. All right. Hey, I understand you're upset. This kind of shit is tough. I never swore that I was clean. I told you I may or may have not given this to you. I'm sorry if I did. If you gave it to me, it's okay. We all share the current human bloodstream, which includes this kind of stuff. I should have worn, per- I should have worn a condom. You should have made me. <laughs> we should have... <laughs> a lot of things. We are human. We should have a lot of things. We are human, hero. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. Just the, I'm sorry if I did. If you gave it to me, it's okay. <laughs> That's a good defense. There you go. So just uh, think of Louie if you're ever in his situation like that. Um... Speaking of funny things, Curb Your Enthusiasm is funny as fuck. Uh, has been for a while. I was DVD digging, digging through old DVDs, uh, and I found the first four seasons of Curb. Now, I know a lot of you uh, out there got HBO Max, so you can probably just watch it that way. But uh, I'm a little old school. I'm going to pop in the DVDs soon and uh, start watching it from the beginning. And then once I get to season five, I'll probably cave in. And, uh, you know, get HBO Max. But uh, if you don't know what Curb Your Enthusiasm is, it's got Larry David, uh, the dude who wrote Seinfeld, pretty much. Uh, George Costanza is based off of Larry David. If you like Seinfeld, you'll definitely like Curb. Uh, And now on to our other comedy specials of the week. We've been talking about comedy for a long time here. Or maybe not a long time. Maybe not long enough for some of you. Erection selection. So we're going to talk about three things that uh, I haven't actually seen yet, but I want to. I've been busy. I've been behind on a lot of stuff. I've been doing a lot of stuff. I've been doing a lot of things. My hands are in and out of stuff, you know? I'm putting hands in pussies, putting hands in buttholes, shaking babies, kissing feet, doing all that shit. I don't agree with the part about me being horny all hours of the day. A few hours in the day, yes, but not all hours of the day. I digress. So, a couple weeks ago, I talked about Akash Singh, a dude who released a special called Bring Back a Poo. He's got another special now uh, where he's doing crowd work. Uh, You can kind of put together what crowd work is if you think about it. Uh, Instead of a comedian going up on stage and having uh, like a set material, a set like list of jokes, you know, that he's going to riff off of kind of stuff in his pocket. He can work off of stuff in his brain. He's thinking of, uh, he basically uses the crowd, um, to get information that he can joke about. Let's just play, uh, the first, uh, minute here. A jokes from Akash Singh. This is called the crowd work special. You got a great job, huh? She put her head in his lap as soon as I said it. She was like, yeah, I probably owe him some head. He makes a lot of money. It was instinctive. She was like, yeah, fuck, this guy's rich. I forgot. (laughs) What do you do for a living? Financial technology? Is that what that is? Son, what the fuck does that mean? (laughs) See how that was vague as fuck? Blending the business with the technology. That's a Ponzi scheme, Madoff. I know... Sudden, you make sense. <laughs> so that's a it's a funny concept. Uh, a lot of comedians do this. Uh, I think if you really want to be a good versatile stand up, you probably have to do 
a little bit of everything, you know. Well, maybe not everything, but uh, crowd work is definitely uh, a useful tool to have in your pocket. Uh, so the next one we're going to talk about is a comedian named Earthquake. <laughs> it's his stage name, actual name, uh, Nate Stroman. This dude is really funny. Uh, I remember seeing him on Def Jam Comedy. He's got a special on Netflix right now. I think it's about a half hour, maybe uh, 40 minutes. Now, this is, uh, I think it's a special produced by Chappelle, uh, Dave Chappelle. Yeah, it's its called uh, Earthquake and then P- Legendary in uh, with the colon there. So, uh, let's just play a little clip here. It's on Netflix. If you don't got Netflix, what the fuck are you doing? Coronavirus on the shit that's plaguing our community. I want you to be on it. These hypocrites that we got out here. You got brothers out here been wearing a mask straight for 18 months. Ain't seen a dentist in 18 years. Just be chewing on the left side of their mouth. <laughs> Knowing they can't fuck with their right tooth. Brush <laughs> their teeth in the morning, sick look like a crime scene. They be trying to hide evidence like they on first 48 hours for shit. <laughs> Kids coming in looking at this teeth talking about daddy, let me get some of them red hot you eat. <laughs> I ain't eat no red hot. You eat red hot. Phony ass. You know it, stay consistent. Be looking all good on the outside. Jordans on their feet, diamonds in their head, flawless on the outside. Inside, <laughs> blood pressure, higher than giraffe pussy. <laughs> like two, three, four, five diabetes. Still standing oh in line trying God. to get a Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so check out Earthquake on Netflix. <laughs> Chappelle's home team, Earthquake, legendary. Ah, uh, shit. And the last one I will talk about is, uh, oh, wait, yeah, wait, fucking, we got to read this off Earthquake's wiki page here real quick. So, Earthquake is a DC comic. Uh, his mother gave him the nickname Earthquake, actually. So, you might ask, why is he named Earthquake? Earthquake. Um, she said, uh, anytime you take all the precautions not to have a kid from the diaphragm to a condom and you still have a child, there's nothing else you can name that child but a natural disaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. He's been doing comedy for a while now. Uh, early 90s. Yep. Uh, he was actually in the military also. He was in the Air Force. So, salute. Salute Earthquake. Shout out. Shout out to the veterans. Support. Respect. Uh, But yeah, now on to the last one uh, I'm going to talk about. Yeah, so this dude is from Tennessee. Uh, You may have heard of him. Uh, He's been on Conan O'Brien Tonight Show. Nate Bargatze. Now, he's got a few specials on Netflix. I'm going to talk about one of his older ones. Uh, This is The Tennessee Kid. Uh, This dude's pretty funny. Let's take a listen. I tried to, uh, I'm always like trying to lose weight. I had a thing that happened that I do, it was like, I gotta get it together. I go to the trunk of my car and I'm st- I take my shirt off, standing there, no shirt. And this old man walks up and goes, Olivia? <laughs> and I turn, I was like, I'm sorry, what's the, what's the, what'd you say? I'm, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> and he was like, oh. Sorry, honest mistake. And I was He's like, covering hey. his tits. <laughs> he was looking for his elderly wife. 
and saw me with no shirt on and thought that could be Olivia at a car that he does not recognize. <laughs> I don't know who he disrespected more, me or Olivia. To be honest, I mean, we could both have a word with him. He's got a special on Netflix called Tennessee Kid. Uh, I was actually... This was the special that was being played uh, in the background when I was talking about Theo Vaughn, if you caught that last week. So, yeah, this is uh, a special that came out in 2019, I'm pretty sure, called The Tennessee Kid. Uh, he's more of a uh, like a clean comedy comic. Uh, he doesn't swear uh, often. I think he does curse, though. Um but, you know, he's more like a Jim Gaffigan type where he really doesn't, uh, or a Tom Papa, where he doesn't swear unless he really is trying to make a point, or rarely ever, I would say. I don't know. I'm not too familiar with Bargatze, which is why uh, I want to do a little bit of digging, uh, you know, watch one of his specials that I haven't seen, because uh, I, I have seen one. I can't remember which. I think it might have been his uh, Comedy Central one, like a half-hour one, or one on Amazon Prime. Yeah, same thing goes uh, for Earthquake. You know, I I am familiar with some of his comedy, but uh, you know, I want to do some more, uh, you know, research and look up more of their their stuff. All right, and uh, that's gonna do it for uh, comedy topics, comedy specials of the week. So, uh, now we will be on to the final part of this week's episode. Um, before we get into this, I just want to say thank you again, everybody who's stuck with me through this one. We're rolling back into the swing of things. Hopefully, it won't be too unbearable. Hopefully, this has been enjoyable to listen to. I appreciate everybody hanging out with me. Oh, God, it's a rainy Saturday. I'm getting tired already, but it's a good day to watch the Masters. So, all right, and now we are on to group therapy to end the episode. Yeah, play that song. I, I haven't said what this song is. Um, if you're interested, it's called Faded by an artist named Mago, M-A-G-O. This is one of those lo-fi beats. If you like lo-fi hip-hop, there is a whole YouTube channel dedicated to it, a live stream where you can just find different lo-fi beats like this. Yeah, so I was mentioning this a little bit earlier in the episode. Uh, I need to be more, uh, take this more seriously what I'm doing here, but uh, also still have fun, you know, cause this is a hobby, but I want to make it more than a hobby. So, um, with that being said, if you're listening to this, thank you again. Be on the lookout for stuff uh, that hopefully in the future will be coming out. You know, more projects, more uh, creative stuff. So, group therapy topics. That wasn't even on it. Uh, so, one, first one. You got to stand up for what you believe in. Uh, you got to stand behind what you believe in. If you think... Uh, you are right if you know you are right and someone's challenging that uh, don't be afraid to uh, stand up for it stand up for yourself you know what I'm saying man don't back down when you know that you 
a righteous brother. <laughs> I'm getting too woke here. I don't want to be preachy. I'm not a fucking pastor. Uh, last topic on the docket and group therapy. I guess you could call this one big docket. Uh, it's not really big. Just do you. Sometimes uh, in the world you can get caught up and focused uh, on what other people are doing and uh, I don't know that gives me anxiety and shit and it's kind of overwhelming so sometimes I'm just thinking like I gotta just do me and uh, yeah that's it just do you out there chill out that's it that's been episode 21 of the teriyaki time podcast thank you for listening friends family homies we will be back next week for episode number 22 peace much love friends with the truth.